Okay. So, you know, like I said, are you are you an emoji person? Do you can you read like if someone like gives you like a series I, I, of emojis? I, I wouldn't say that I'm an emoji. I mean, I, I know what they are, but but I, I don't tend to use them as much because I'm not really as knowledgeable, but but I I do, you know, on Instagram every now and then. So and I think Instagram is like cool, like that. I think you're meant to do emojis with like yeah. certain social media platforms. I guess for me, it's like I mean, even on LinkedIn, I think of it as a social media platform. So I'm cool that I guess I just wouldn't lead with emojis in general when communicating with people unless I know them already. But anyway, to emoji or not to emoji, that is not our question. You know what our question is, Chris? You know what our question is, sir? Asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's our future. But are you ready for the mic is listening? Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. I am Sia, and it is another wonderful sort of rainy-ish Wednesday morning here in Dallas, Texas. Hopefully everyone else has better weather, because I just realized I took my car in, and it hailed this morning. So I am guessing my car was sitting outside in that hailstorm. So cross fingers and toes, everyone's having a better Wednesday than I am right now. So super excited for today's conversation. You know, if anyone knows Beastie Boys, and I'm a big fan of the Beastie Boys, I could not help but, you know, kick it root down. There's a reason why I went with this one. So if you're not aware, we shall talk about it in a second. But before we get started, I just want to bring up a term that I brought, I talked about before, and it's deeply personal, and I know it's going to be an event, but seriously, are you an asshole? Do you know what that means? Have you heard it before? Do you know assholes yourself? And the odds are high if you don't know what an asshole is and people are not as responsive to you as you think they would be, the odds are very high you're probably the asshole yourself. So what is it? Well, I went to Urban Dictionary because it's like the best dictionary ever for slang. And um, eking out all the wonderful slang words, I love this one. It's a person who always asks a lot of questions and asks for your advice, but never takes your advice and or does the opposite. The other one uh, definition that I thought was really great is the asshole is known to ask a BS favor of practically everyone, will selfishly never reciprocate, and is often incapable of concealing his or her lack of interest or concern for anyone else's lives. I was laughing at that because... There's some truth to this. So if you guys are all looking at growing your profile or your personal brand on social media, do me a favor. If you're going to reach out to people to say, hey, you're a social media uh, consultant, for example, I would love to bounce ideas or brainstorm with you. You know what? Most people will be, would love to give you advice, listen to you, get to know you, maybe nudge you in the right direction. But if you keep going back to them because you want to like tap into their brain and wisdom and resources, but you're not offering anything of value in return, that could be money, 
for their time because that's what they actually do for a living. It could be reciprocating as in, hey, if you do digital content, for example, and you never invite that person onto your shows or you talk about them or promote them in some way, or if even something as more um, passive as in, do you like their posts? Do you comment on their posts? Do you reciprocate in a way where you exchange information? You might just be an asshole. So if you agree or disagree with me, by all means, guys, text me back on that because I would really love to see what people think about it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm just being sensitive right now. But seriously, asshole is like one of my favorite words and terms. And as someone that gets a lot of questions asked of them, do me a favor. Don't be an asshole. Reciprocate. You know, a lot of people are giving their time and energy for you. Perhaps you should do it in kind. So on that note, I really am a positive person because you know why? There are some times that we have things that motivate us from our experiences that maybe we don't understand why we do certain things. And probably that's what inhibits us to become successful leaders that we could be. So I invited a really good friend of mine who is an introduction from a friend, a mutual friend, Casey Hayson. Shout out to you. Welcome to the show, Chris Salem. Christopher yeah, Salem. It is great to be here. I'm so excited to be on your show and uh, looking forward to today to share with your audience. Well, thank you so much. Well, so Chris, okay, guys, Chris, I asked for a, 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 little, a little bio. And anyone that really knows me, I don't read full bios because most people I talk to are extraordinarily accomplished. And if I were to read your freaking list, do you realize your bio that you gave me has like 12 bullet points? And I'm like, dude, that would be their entire show, Chris. So um, for those that want to learn more about Chris, there's this thing called LinkedIn. You just you know type Christopher Salem, and his profile will pop up and you can read all of Christopher's accomplishments. It's like insane. I mean, I'll just say it, kick booty CEO, right? Business executive coach that has real experience and knowledge to go behind it. Back it up with sales, uh, career sales, uh, you know, uh, corporate sales veteran. Wow, I could not even get the words out. Um, but also, you took the time to write some books and co-author, uh, yeah. update. And then this whole thing on top of that is certified mindset expert. I'm like, oh, golly, G. Williker. So, Christopher, I don't even know where to begin with you. I just need to ask you one question. Where the hell did you get your fire in the belly from? Is it, was it in you? Was it, like, yeah, given to you? I, I think it's a combination. I must have got it from my mom and dad. My mom it was always very thorough and follow through like, you know, but she was a perfectionist and I, I did pick that up from her. So that perfectionism was good to a degree, but then it really got in the way in my early life. And my father also had a great work ethic. So I think that's where it comes from, but I've always had that drive and, and, and with that drive is what, what really gets me up in the morning. It's, it's just that in the last 23 years, I've shifted that drive in a in a healthier way. Whereas before, even though I had a good work that a great work ethic and I could produce, I really wasn't taking care of my overall well-being overall. So, you know, that 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 driver, that engine that I was operating from can only last so long. So I had to make sure I addressed that, which I did and I've been doing for the last 23 years to make sure it's sustainable and it doesn't crash. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot of wisdom. Okay. Because you know what? That's a lot of introspection. And I just don't know if a lot of people understand what introspection means. What, what do you define? How do you define that? Just, I'm just curious. 
Well, introspection is, it's, it's, you know, to me, it's in the eye of the beholder. We all have our perspective of how we look at things. And everything that we look at, it draws from our experiences, things that define who we are, things that we've experienced in, in our past, and then how we, we, we look at things. So for me, it's, again, you know, being true to yourself, being transparent, being authentic, being vulnerable, knowing that if there are areas in your life you can improve upon, then you do it in your business and so on. And so I'm like, for me, I'm not out here to win people over. I'm here to share, to be the example and be a resource and allow them to do that for themselves. So no matter how they perceive what they see in my behavior, my communication, my attitude, my emotions, and my course of action, they get to decide what that means to him or her. And if it's something favorable that can help them do that for themselves, great. If not, no worries. We That's what, that's what life and business is about. It's about choice. So you get to choose what works and what doesn't from your perspective. Mm. You know, it's, you know, what right there, you get to choose. There are days and I'm I, full disclosure. I'm a fully minted entrepreneur as of 2019. <laughs> so I'm very new to the entrepreneurial world. I've always been a corporate, you know, shill, if you will. And it's been such an eye opener, particularly, I don't know if I'm skewed on this when you say choice, because I think my entrance into entrepreneurship was through the pandemic which I think was a very unusual circumstance or is it? So my choice, I think in whatever decisions I've made for my business, it's out of necessity, but I also maybe the optimistic person in me is opportunity. So do you see people seeing it that way or am I missing what you're meaning by choice? Well, it, it, it depends. Like, right. You know, some people were forced into entrepreneurship out of default. They lost their jobs and they couldn't get, a, a comparable job. And, and at that point they had to do what they had to do so that they just going to go off of instinct to survive and they're going to do what they have to do. And somehow they fall into something that, you know, begins to work. They start to see that if I put effort into this, this could take off. And so again, but, but I always find that it is a choice because even if you've, even if you got into something out of default or it was a necessity you still made that choice because you could always choose to go back and look for a job if that is the case. But the fact that you didn't is probably telling you that, that perhaps that you've always had this in you. You just were led to believe that you, you, you weren't cut out to be an entrepreneur and you listened to other people to say, Hey, play it safe, get a job, get a paycheck, you know, pay your bills instead of saying, Hey, go out there and, you know, choose and take this chance and, you know, live, live your dream. And so whether if it's out of default or it was just a choice yet you made, I feel it's always a choice. Life is every day we get up, we, we, we have a choice every day. And, 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 it, and, it, and if you choose and it doesn't work out, well, Hey, it's not, a, it's not a failure. It's not a mistake. It's a learning process. And then you learn as you go through those mistakes to really, you know, climb the ladder to where you're going. Ah, uh -huh. learn. Okay. Look. I shouldn't just say learn, learn and apply, applied learning. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can learn me some random trivia facts, my friend. And if it doesn't apply to anything, uh, it, it, all it does is basically win me a, what, a pitcher of beer at a pub somewhere. Right. So, okay. So always be learning. I actually made a post about this yesterday um, that, you know, learning new skills, whatever it might be, just to keep your mind interested and engaged 
you know, with what you're, you know, when you mentor or you coach some of your clients and these other business leaders around you, do you find them in that constant state of learning? Is it always business focused? Could it be something else? Like for me, it was, uh, you know, I don't know, I'll just say picking up my guitar kit again and just relearning all the chords. Like what, because it's learning and applying. So I guess I'm just trying to understand, can you learn something that's not related to the business world, but it's still give you that oomph back in or that fire in the belly back in. It's all intertwined. You know, whatever you're doing and, you know, in enhancing your well-being, your relationships, anything in your personal life will have, will have an impact on your business and your career, vice versa. You know, when it comes down to a communications, attitude, behavior, your emotions happening for you, not to you in your course of action, that could apply to anything you do in your life. Life is about harmony. Harmony is like, think of a seesaw. It's not going to be balanced perfectly on its axis point. It's going to teeter. That's what harmony is. So it's learning the focus on what we can control each and every day. That could be your, again, your communication to yourself and other people, your behavior, your attitude, your, your emotions happening for you, your course of action, enhancing your skills, the things that you're good at. Maybe you're, there are things that you're not good at. Could you get better at it? Yeah. But are you ever going to be great at it? Probably not. So focus on the things that you're good at. And you'd be shocked that a lot of times the things that you do, like even if you pick up a guitar and you get back to learning how to play, could that have an impact on your business indirectly in some way? Absolutely. Because it's it's stirring some creativity, innovation. You're feeling good about yourself. And that's going to inspire you to take on new challenges and get involved in projects perhaps that you've never done in the past. And you're not going to be afraid to fail. You're going to you're going to fail yourself forward, and you're going to make whatever is in, you know in you know that you've took it, you made that choice to take on to make it happen. Okay, so I mean I'm totally on board, and it makes absolute sense. Uh, I will say this. So, what if you your personality just naturally is is I'm not going to say you're not learning, but like they're like. As your book, Master Your Inner Critic, right? Yes. Resolve that root cause. What if you had an upbringing that just wasn't so glorious, right? It's like maybe there's memories on there that you just would rather not want to relive, right? How do you help people go down that path? I mean, you're not a psychiatrist or psychologist. So I guess help me understand how that worked from a coaching perspective where you're not going into HIPAA violation, but you need to get these clients to understand, no, this is the root cause as to why you behave a certain way. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, is that we all as human beings have self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs are forged during our child development years. We often pick it up from a parent or two, often one particular parent. And this can impact our level of confidence, self-esteem, how we communicate to ourselves and other people in a codependent versus an interdependent way. It impacts our behavior in the same way, being codependent versus interdependent. (laughs) how we make decisions, how we take calculated risks, how we follow through with action. So no, no matter what upbringing that, that you've had, okay, yes, a lot of that might have been beyond your control. But what's in your control is where you are now and what you can choose to do with it. You can choose to do something about it, to move forward in the solution, or you can choose to, to listen to your limited beliefs and then live this life of mediocrity or managing the problem. So I would say that for for people that had that, because that was me growing up, I was told, you know, you had to have a certain job. You know, I I had this strong need for validation because I didn't get it growing up from my father. So I sought it out in other people. And I wondered why I became a codependent. I was a pleaser and enabler. 
I was mm. aggressive and demanded a lot of things from people. So I was passive aggressive. But all these things that that no matter what has happened to you, you still have that choice within you as a person to do something about it. And for me, it's about getting to the root cause of things so that you can operate more efficiently more in a more productive way at a higher level. Does that mean that you're never going to have challenges or setbacks? No, you'll probably have more, but you'll look at it in a different way. You'll see it as a blessing because that's how we innovate, become more creative, how we produce more when we embrace those challenges to be, to become, to do, and have different, better results long-term. So for me, it's, it's, it's acknowledging those tapes that you're listening to from the past and saying to yourself, does it have to be this way? Can there be another way that I can do this? You just got to give yourself permission that, that I got to get, you know, I got to shift away from this fear-based thinking, this past and the future fixed mindset type of thinking into the growth mindset in the moment where fear is reduced. So I can shift away from expectations tied to outcomes and getting caught up in the control I can't control that leads to worrying, anxiety, frustration, overwhelmness, anger, coming into the moment, trusting only what I can control, letting go of everything else and letting the results be a byproduct of my process. Isn't oh my gosh. That is so heady. That yeah. is so completely heady. And I do and this with all my clients, regardless if they're coming in for business or you know, they're looking for alignment in their, in their personal lives. I work, you know, I've done this with C-suite with, you know, visionaries and we're all, nobody's immune to this. Everybody's got their, excuse my expression, shit in their head. And, and I'm hopefully I can say that here on the mic is listening show. You can okay. wait, look, Chris, let me tell you, I've already had people drop F bombs. I'm like, Hey, we're live, we're live, we're live. No worries on that. Yeah, no, so but- when you think about these people that you admire and oh God, their lives, no, they're no different than you. They got those, but it's a choice, but if you can, nobody's going to fix it for you. No one can come in. There's no product. Or, or, ser- or service in a box that will fix it. The only way you can you can adjust it and modify it and, and, and eradicate these things is to go within. And it's a daily process. It's not something you do once in a while or for a certain period of time. It's ongoing. But that's what, what, what sustainability is over. That's why my radio show, Sustainable Success, is based on that premise. It's constantly in process. It's always progress in motion. There's no destination. This is ongoing for the rest of your life or the rest of the time that your business is intact. Oh my gosh. Okay. So look, I think we're all smart people. Okay. Especially, especially anyone that listens. I mean, we're all geniuses, right? I feel like at times when you're trying to dig deep into quote root cause, there's a lot of emotions that are affiliated and associated. Like it's almost like you could, what's that word? When you cognitively understand that, okay, you know, maybe you didn't grow up affluent and maybe you had to beg on the street that there's some repercussion from that experience in your head, but you can logic it out saying, Oh, well I had to beg for food because I needed you know, to eat or whatever, or support my family. And then you carry that forward. I mean, have you been able to tap into that emotional side where there's you don't logic it out? It was, I had a lot of shame and feeling and begging and asking for, something and so therefore it affects my life today like i guess i'm trying to work this out in my head here is yeah 
you think you would know, you think you understand where you come from, but do you really, I guess, do you, have you encountered that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, these things are, are deeply rooted because, you know, this is all we know. And so in order to re, you know, re, you know, kind of adjust how we rethink things, we have to address it and come to terms that that was a part of our life. But it, we, if we, we could only continue in our life if we allow it to do so. So we have to make a decision that we have to do something about it. Does it, do you flip a switch and then it goes away? No, it takes time. But again, that's why it's a process. And the thing about most people is they don't have patience and they don't have the discipline to go through that process. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to do it is through discipline. If you're waiting for motivation or a perfect time, a perfect situation to do these things, you're going to wait for the rest of your life. It's not yeah. never going to happen. You got to just decide to do it when it's the last thing in the world you desire to do, but you do it anyway. And then not only you do it anyway for that day, you do it tomorrow, the next day, the next day, you do it for the rest of your life. And I can say over time, as you get into a rhythm, it becomes now a, a, an automatic pattern at the subconscious level. And you begin to do it without having to rely upon the discipline because you know it's moving you forward in, in a positive and healthy way. It's a habit. You basically you're 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 creating new habits, like positive yeah. habits. Exactly. We all have the capability to do things. People think that oh, certain people are blessed to do certain things. Okay, some people are born into money, born into great situations, but they have the choice where they can unravel all that and wind up in jail or wind up on the street too. Just like people that have been grown up poor had nothing and they were self-made millionaires. It's a choice, but it always starts with recognizing where you are, how do you address the problem to the best of your ability through a daily routine, getting to the root cause of it, making a choice, developing a success foundation through those daily habits, and then choosing to think in a different way from a mental toughness, a growth mindset, that you can trust your process of controlling what you can, letting go of what you can't, and let those puzzle pieces that you're looking to complete your puzzle over time come together by doing that. So you're detached. I, I don't operate from expectations. I only operate from a place of controlling what I can. I'd be an example. I'd be a resource for others if they decide to do that for themselves to own their own role and duties and be accountable for that. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. But somehow, some way, anything I can, I can focus on what I control ends up, for the most part, leading to those results that I see. It's not going to be verbatim. doesn't always mean that you're always going to lead to those results. But the likelihood and the percentage goes up when you do, when you change that way of thinking to be, to become, to do and have different and better results long term. Okay. You sound great. You sound like obviously you've done this before and you've advised this before, but look, yeah. look, between you and me and the fence post, you know, you didn't follow this advice. Can you tell me this one time that just, you just didn't simply follow your own advice? Well, what I gotta, happened? yeah, I got to remind my, I, I got to remind myself that every day I could say that that happened in my first marriage i would i'm remarried i've been happily married to my wife maria for seven years now where we have a very interdependent uh, uh, relationship where i choose to be happy every day like she does and when we come together we complement each other we don't depend on each other we complement mm -hmm. a big difference whereas in my last marriage in which i have a wonderful son from and you know it wouldn't have it any other way it's just that we, you know, we didn't see that eye to eye. And, and at that time, I, I, I lowered my guard in my 
values to kind of let, allow that to kind of you know take the back seat because I was in love with this person at the time and but it just knew as as the relationship grew and grew or in this case it didn't grow but it went on and went on it was just we were we were going in separate ways we saw life in a completely different way and I didn't feel like that would have been healthy for my son and and because I have no control over somebody else's behavior communication attitude I can only could do that for myself. I felt it would have been better in two separate households to do that. Never a great thing when you get a divorce, but nonetheless, I that was the choice I had to make that that I felt would be more healthy for him so he could see a way of life from this perspective and then a way of life from this perspective and then he gets to decide which one is best for him. Man, that's a tough. I mean, divorce is always so Very tough. tough. Very tough. Especially, you know, I, we talk about obviously the breakdown of a relationship, but then it's the child that sees the breakdown of the relationship and it's, it can shape their view of what a relationship should look yes. like. And I admire that you actually had to pull the trigger to say, you know what? I, I want my child to know that a relationship doesn't have to be like this. Yes. And, it, and it doesn't necessarily mean the parties are evil or bad. No, it that, just means the combination not. is bad. Right? Exactly. We're no longer working. I should say no longer working. Yeah. To me, again, you know, operating from a growth mindset, from my my core values and focusing on what I could control every day. When that is compromised in any way, then I'm not a, I can't be me. I'm, you know, and there's always going to be a give or take in any relationship. Don't get me wrong. So you have to be open to that. But when it starts to compromise your character and who you are then that's not going to be healthy for anyone. And that's not, especially for children. If you think you're just staying, staying in a marriage for the sake of being together for the children, that's going to actually cause more, probably more, in this case, more limited beliefs in the child over the, because they're going to observe that in the behavior that's mm. actually often codependent in that type of situation, which will affect their self-esteem and confidence. And I've made it my mission to help families, you know, through my nonprofit empowered fathers in action, to eradicate limiting beliefs so that parents can be better role models, uh, have healthier marriages so they can build an interdependent family structure that when their children become adults, they'll have higher levels of confidence that they won't repeat those self-limiting beliefs with their families and their children, their children. And we can break the, you know, the toxicity and the codependency that runs rampant in families, communities, and even businesses. I mean, it, it, it does. So that's our yeah. mission do one, one person, one family at a time. I will definitely add that to the link as well, because that is, it's breaking cycles. Really, really what you're talking about is just breaking cycles because look, no one's perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. We understand that. And, and we love them to death for it. But the, the truth of the matter is, is they're going to give what they know, right? We're limited by our scope of our experiences and what we, we at the time considered, right. It's why I've always made fun of the, whole idea or not made fun. I shouldn't say made fun. It's why we've uh, talked about, um, you know, generations, right? Each one's got its own vibe own. I, I call uh, anchors that we all carry and shoulder um, with our perception of life at that point in time. And then we carry it over thinking the same values uh, should apply to something that is modern day. Right. So it's almost like saying pre-internet life, all the stuff that we learned there should apply to post-internet life, which we know has evolved. It's not the same. Yes. 
Right. So, okay. So I have to, I have to, to mention this because look, you're very accomplished and I'm always impressed by people who write books and take the time to write books. So everything that you talked about, Christopher, is in Master Your Inner Critic. There are some bullet points. I'm not going to go down every bullet point because people need to read the book. But I love the fact that you say, no, step number one, I'm not going to go into massive detail, is just simply resolve that you have a root cause. <laughs> what a simple concept to start with. Yeah. And think about it. Just think about it in anything in life. There, cancer. There's a root cause to the cancer. I mean, it's not just the, that one cancer cell. That it, it goes even deeper than that. It goes to all the all the emotional baggage that you've been carrying all your life that then manifested itself physically in the body as cancer. It, it, people don't think about that stuff. There, if you look at a manufacturing process or a line. There could be bottlenecks in that manufacturing process that you got to get to the root cause of that. If you're going to make it more efficient and productive and, and produce at a higher level in your organization. So there's a root cause to everything in life and business. The question is, are you going to decide to operate from that and to create the solution or do what 99% does and manage the symptoms, manage the problem? It's an inside out job individually as a team and as a whole to conduct that process. <laughs> it's some heady stuff. I love it. I actually, uh, I have not had the opportunity to finish, but I did start it just so you know, um, I was a bad, I'm a bad host. I didn't read the whole book, but that being said, I highly recommend it. You guys, it is, there's a reason why it was a bestseller, but, but when you first initially launched it, uh, published it, but then you, went back for a second edition of the art of success. Now this is an older publishing, right? Yeah. And then yeah. You got the second, second edition, second edition? put out. Yes. And again, this is something that the art of success, I find that such a cliche term at times when people are like, Oh, well there's a nuance to this, but, but really you guys dig deep into this, right? Because it's not just simply saying I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to execute. And therefore I am a success. There's actual nuances that are much more subtle that I think you guys addressed in this book that I thought was, um, you know, pretty interesting. How did you guys come about uh, partnering up for this? Well, I mean, it was, I was actually involved, you know, my book had been out well before the Mastering the Art of Success, this edition came out. And so because I, had, you know, I already had a radio show out on sustainable success, Jack has been on my show. You know, a lot of people in his uh, organization really caught on to uh, what I was doing with the business mindset, in this case, not just business mindset, but just mindset overall, it could be for everyday life and everything. And it just felt like this would be a good fit, you know, for the art of success. You got to think of it like a foundation. So if you're a sales professional, you could learn everything about sales 101 and all the tips of discovery calls and how to, you know, how to get to the enrollment process to find out what's important. But if you don't have a strong foundation up here, with the thinking from the right mindset, a lot of that stuff goes right out the window. It's yeah. just like a beautiful home. You could have a beautiful house, but if it's sitting on a faulty foundation, guess what? House is going to have problems uh, along the way. So think of it like as this is a foundation for whatever success means to you, because it starts here with how we think. How we think determines how we be. How we be determines what we become. What we become determines how we do things differently. And how we do those things differently determines the results that we look to achieve and have. Mm. You know what, Chris? I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you should actually like 
speak. Well, I'm I, I'm, I'm, I, I, am, I am a professional speaker. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> it's almost like you, it sounds like you've almost done this before, but if uh, not, yeah, I'm just saying you should, I, you know? I speak at a lot of industry events, uh, B2B industry events around the world. That, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be, I'll be doing that uh, coming up here in a few weeks. I'll be out at a, a, a catering and food service industry event called Cater Sorts in Anaheim. Uh, May 3rd, I'll be speaking on the secret uh, to in, uh, creating an extraordinary customer experience, you know. So this is for going to be for large catering companies that that serve Super Bowls and big corporate events, and and you know the food service companies that that also provide the food and compliments for those for that for that industry. So. Hey, you're going to my hometown. I grew up in Anaheim Hills, so wave to all my old friends and family yeah. out there. So, okay, so there's one other thing that you'd mentioned before. So anyone that wants to get to know Chris Salem, there, you can go to ChristopherSalem.com, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. But I do want to shout out on this part as well because I would be remiss as, you know, fellow uh, podcasters, as we have great, amazing content, is I wanted to make sure that everyone knows that you do have a podcast called Sustainable Success. Yes. Guys, check it out. It is a radio show. It is part of the Tal Network, right? Well, no, that this is part of Voice America Influencers Channel. I do have another radio show called Business Influencers with Tal Radio, but this one is with, this is the original show that I've, that I've been out for a while with Voice America Influencers Channel. There we go. So thanks for the clarification on it. And of course, the link, again, I'll put the links down in the, our, our um, summary and all that good stuff. How else, Chris, do you want to, um, I mean, what's the best way if anyone that wants to get a hold of you outside of what I recommended, is there any other ways? Are you a huge social media person? I, I am on social media I, and I would say, you know, reach out on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm at Christopher Salem. I'd love to get to know you. Let's connect. I'd be happy to introduce people in my network. Uh, it's all about relationships and you can reach out to me there or if you'd like to reach out personally. To me on my email at chris at christophersalem.com that's fine too be happy to connect oh awesome and are there any parting thoughts for you sir i really appreciate our time as always i'm always running long but oh it's all right well i'm going to leave everybody with a a quote and this quote is not just a quote it's a way of life now if you hear it great but write this down and look at it every day and then begin to apply it give without expectation what that means is that when you give you're giving from a place of empathy and kindness from an interdependent perspective. You're being the example of being a resource. You're not doing, doing, doing for people. That's, you know, codependent. You're pleasing them. You're enabling them. That doesn't help them grow or move forward. Give without expectation. Receive without resistance, meaning that when it comes back to you from somewhere else, it may not come back from them, from somewhere else, as long as it serves you personally your family, your business, you receive it without resistance. Most people have a hard time receiving, especially when it's something they felt like I didn't have anything to warrant this to come back, but they didn't realize what they did earlier or somewhere in the past because that's how the universe works. It doesn't work instantaneously. Things come back at certain other times. By doing that, that can change your whole attitude and perspective on how life and business works. It can help increase your net worth, your happiness, and your overall harmony in your life. I can tell you, I put this to the test for the last 17 years, and I can tell you, it has never failed me.
Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges and setbacks. I look at them as opportunities. I look at it as part of the process. I welcome them because I know there's always a silver lining when I go through it. So oh. I just wanted to leave that for everybody here, whatever that means to you in your business and your personal life. Oh, Chris, this is like amazing. Like I totally, you were like ringing so many different bells for me. And then the smart Alec in my head was like, yeah, Will Smith could use this advice as well. So maybe I'll send this podcast over yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, but like, no, this is really, really good advice. And I, you know what? It's so much easier said than done. Yes. Everyone, please check out Chris Salem. I mean, it, even if you're maybe not ready for the coaching, definitely if you were with a, uh, an organization that could use him for speaking, it is so helpful. I mean, I love talking to you, Chris, and I could keep going on and on and on, but I do know I'm trying to be better at structure. That's my cross I'm trying to work through right now, but thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Awesome, guys. So on that note, I actually didn't uh, preface it like prettily enough, but seriously, everyone check out the, whoop, there we go. Just make sure you check out this week's podcast shows. And that would be the sustainable success podcast and also selfishly the CISO diaries. Yeah. I'm going to keep keeping that one up there because it's my own podcast and damn it. I will keep promoting my own damn podcast, but it's all for those that are in cybersecurity, looking to aspire in cybersecurity leadership. Those are the stories of the paths that uh, cybersecurity leadership have made to create a valuable role that is not just simply an application of cybersecurity, but an actual true leadership role where they're now getting seats at the C-suite level. So check that out. A lot of amazing guests. And on that note, everyone, I think that's it. I guess we can go ahead and call it out for the wrap it up for the mic is listening. Bye guys.